Welcome back to the Running Wine Mom podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Selinski, aka the Running Wine Mom. Today, we are thrilled to introduce you to a remarkable woman who has become a true inspiration for mothers everywhere, Melissa Ferrara. Melissa is the creator of the popular Moms of Peloton account, which has gained a massive following of almost 100,000 Peloton community members. Her unique approach to fitness and motherhood has earned her recognition across the Peloton and motherhood community around the world. But Melissa's story is more than just about her success on the Peloton platform. She is a Cornell University alumni who is also a working mother and understands the challenges that come with juggling a demanding career and family responsibilities. Through her work and her dedication to fitness, she has become an advocate for self-care and the importance of carving out time for ourselves no matter how busy our schedules may be. In this episode, we dive deeper into Melissa's journey and hear her insights on how to balance work, family, and fitness. We'll learn about the challenges she faced and how she overcame them, as well as her tips for staying motivated and inspired on and off the bike. So whether you're a Peloton enthusiast, a working mother, or just looking for some inspiration to help you stay on track with your fitness goals, you won't want to miss this episode. Join us as we sit down with Melissa and explore the power of community, self-care, and perseverance. The first question of the week, just as you have on your Instagram, Moms of Peloton is not just for moms. The Running Wine Mom podcast is not just for wine drinkers. So you had said you had a mocktail drink of the week, and I'm excited to hear about that. Yes, I love me some mocktails. I, first of all, what I put my mocktail in is what I have that you can see, but for everyone listening, I have a copper wine mug that I carry around. Like it's like my, my little comfort. I love it. <laughs> love so it. this week I do, and I know diet soda is not great for you, but I love a Sprite Zero with some grenadine. And then I put a little lime on there and it is just to die for. And especially in the summer months, it's, it's my go-to mocktail delish. That sounds awesome and sounds very refreshing for the summer months as well. Yes. So to move into your wine and win of the week, what is your wine and win of the week? I just planned a trip to Boston. I'm super excited to see my family. I am staying at a hotel that has six, I think they have six Peloton bikes. Um, So I'm super excited to share that with my community and give tips on traveling and, and fitness and whatnot. So I'm pumped about that. I haven't seen my family in a few months. And then my wine of the week would have to be this weather that we're having in New York. It's on and off, sunny, freezing, can't figure out whether to wear a t-shirt, long sleeves. I'm just ready. I'm over the cold. I'm over the long jackets. Like, give me something more. I want a barbecue. I just want it to be officially spring and to move on. So that would be my wine of the week. (laughs) I definitely feel that. I feel as though just when we get a taste of it, it's like, just kidding. It's going to rain for the next three days or it's going to be 27 degrees. That's what I thought this whole week because I'm a couple hours south of you this whole week I was like oh it's going to be awesome outside and then Monday I ask what's the weather this morning it's 27 degrees I'm like what the heck I know (laughs) and it's super windy in New York I work in New York and it's super windy and I love to walk along the water and I'm like okay so I'm wearing a hat gloves making sure that everything is zipped up but then by the end of the day I'm sweating profusely and it's just a mess so yes mother nature get it together would you please Before we get into our main part of the podcast, I always like to ask my guests, what are three things that you are most proud of in your life? I feel like it changes depending on where I am in my life. So right now, I would say 
Number one, I am most proud of my husband because he is not a fitness type of person and never really has been. And just this past month, he's been getting more and more interested in moving his body. He's been taking 10,000 steps a day, which is huge for him because he's a remote worker. And he's been doing 15 minute on the bike classes on Peloton and 10 minute strength classes, just like a little bit. But that's the most that I've ever seen since I've been with him for over seven years. So that's just huge. Super proud of him um, just to to move and feel good and get those endorphins. Did you give him suggestions Um, on what classes or instructors to take or he kind of because my husband and I take totally different instructors. Uh I'm like Cody, Alex, and he loves Sam Yo. It's we're just very different in our instructors. So I was wondering if you had Oh yeah. Influenced so it's him. funny because we had this conversation and we mapped it out. We we're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a goal for you. It's gonna be ten thousand steps. And then we're gonna do fifteen minute classes because I gotta start easy with him. He he can't go all in or else it's gonna be a a fail. I love you, Anthony, but that's the truth. So I picked out the classes for him because I know what music he likes. And for me, Peloton, it's all about the instructor, but it's also about the music. I agree. So, right? Like if there's a great playlist, then you're in and you're singing and you're into it. And if you're like me, you're dancing on the bike, you're having a good time. So I picked all classes that I knew he would like the playlist and it's all Alex because he loves hip hop. So it's kind of comical because Alex only has so many 15 minute classes that I'm like, all right, we're going to have to branch out here, buddy. (laughs) Let's (laughs) try something else. That's awesome. Yeah, so so I'm super proud of him. I'm proud of myself. I've been working really hard at work and on Mom's Peloton and with my daughter, she's progressed in her speech. She was a little bit delayed in her speech. So we've made some big moves in like a lot of departments of my life. So I just feel a sense of just joy and happiness on a personal note, which I never used to be able to say that I was proud of myself, but I'm definitely proud of myself. I love that. That's so important. And as a high school health and phys ed teacher, one of the prompts that I do with my students is to write 10 things you're most proud of. And after they say those things, I'll say, did anyone write themselves on the list? Or where did you fall on the list? And nobody thinks about being proud of themselves. And that's really where everything stems out from is you being proud of yourself, and then everything else kind of falling into place. So that's, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. And like, I feel like it's weird to say because you're, you're so not used to being like, oh, I'm proud of myself. But when you sit and you think about it, and you're like, wow, look at all the stuff that I've done. And look at what we've achieved, even if it's a small win, like my husband getting on the bike. I'm proud of him, but I'm proud of myself for pushing him. Of course. You know, like just those little wins. Love so, it. And then third, I would have to say, as cheesy as this is, I'm so proud of the Peloton community. I know I'm super Peloton obsessed, but I just cannot believe how much it's grown and how there's so many different little communities. There's Peloton book moms. There's Peloton nutrition. There's let's travel Peloton. Like there's just so many different communities. And it's awesome how this bike that literally goes nowhere or the rower that goes nowhere, tread that goes nowhere, has created this world beyond the equipment. So I'm proud of the brand and the community. I love how you said that you're on a bike or a rower or a treadmill that goes literally nowhere. And I feel as though obviously prior to COVID, it was a thing, but now COVID, it made it such a way to connect with people and for all of these people, you can be on the streets just saying, oh, I do a Peloton and someone can connect with you 
within minutes, which is awesome. Love yeah, that. it's it's such a, a crazy thing for me to see evolve from just being at the studio in New York back in 2015 when I started to now where it's in every other person's household. It's just remarkable. And then even on, I've, I've been looking for vacation spots, there's Pelotons and vacation homes and it's a thing and people are interested in that and like you said on the street people wear their Peloton apparel and you're just like oh my gosh like like you have this like way to connect weird little it's it's like owning a jeep I, I own a jeep and jeep people like jeep wave <laughs> the way it's like Peloton people we need like some sort of signal to be like hey girl or hey guy what's up you I know? think that's your like, next venture <laughs> on the Peloton community is to figure out what our signal for each other is going to be yes Yes, for sure. So let's get right into the start of Moms of Peloton. What inspired you to create an online community for the fitness connection and specifically for Peloton? So I have been a Peloton lover for many years, and during the pandemic, I was pregnant, and as an event planner in New York, I wasn't working that many events. I'm very creative, I'm outgoing, I love a sense of community, and I felt like that was missing in my life. So I created the Moms Peloton account on Instagram, pretty much just to see where it would go. I really had no idea. I was involved in many Peloton groups on Facebook, but I didn't see anything that was on Instagram that was a little bit less Mm Facebook-like. Sometimes I feel like Facebook goes a little bit extreme and people get into politics and this and that, and I didn't want it to be like that. I just wanted something that was fun, humorous, inspirational, and just a place where people could connect and not as intense as Facebook. So I created the account and I had 10 followers at first, which were family members and <laughs> my sister-in-law, my husband, my other sister-in-law, yeah. <laughs> um, my sister, it was a very close-knit group, but I felt like there was just something missing from the, the Peloton community. So that's where it all branched out. I love it. And so what would you say your main goal for it is just connection or do you have anything yeah, I mean, I think connection is the main goal. I, I'm i all about like quality over quantity. So for me, even if it was just 20 people connecting every day, that's that's what I'm all about. I love the connection. I love when the instructors chime in and will make a comment. And then there's a, a person in the community that's like, oh my gosh, they saw what I wrote. And just this keeping this like evolving door of unique Peloton tidbits and and comments from people that I think are so wonderful. And in the future, I would hope that I could create events and mesh my professional world with the Moms Peloton community and create an event and have something where people are meeting in person and somewhat like a homecoming that Peloton does, but just like a little bit more focused and not as rah-rah Peloton, more like, hey, we're all in this community having a good old time and and just like a party, just like it is on Instagram. I love that. And I would definitely come to an event. And I know, (laughs) and it's so interesting because we're both pretty close, you're way closer to the studio than I am, but it's not very far. Like it took an hour train ride for us to get up there and to see the people that are flying in from Canada or across the country, anywhere, I mean, across the world, it it makes you realize how big it is and how lucky we are that we're so close to it. Oh my gosh. I've I've met people. I met a woman from Alaska. There's people that travel all over. and, And what's been really incredible is seeing folks that are traveling by themselves and they're like, 
I'm all about that. Like I love doing things by myself. I love feeling uncomfortable. I love putting myself in weird situations that I normally wouldn't have. So there's people that are like, yeah, I came here from Indiana, never been to New York doing it because I love, love this and I, I love this environment. And I call it Disney world for adults. I would say it all the time. I'm like, this is Disney world because you're, you're just on a different high and you're seeing instructors that motivate you or made you cry on the bike, made you laugh on the bike made you shake your titties like Cody on the bike. You're just like, what? You know, they're like many little celebrities and it's awesome and you're involved and people are cheering and it's just a great time. Yeah, they, and I had my first experience in the studio on this past Thursday. So everything you're saying, I agree. <laughs> it was, I didn't know what to expect when I walked in. I mean, I've been to fitness studios before and I kind of felt like, okay, we're just going to go in. It'll probably be fine. But the feeling that you feel when you walk in and the energy is just unlike anything that I've ever experienced. And I oh, just find it so amazing. Oh, yeah. And I think the and you know, we can get into it, but I think that like the fact that Peloton, Peloton used to be on 23rd Street and it mm-hmm. was a fitness studio and you were excited to go there, but it was a fitness studio. They had smoothies after, they had a small little area for apparel, you went in your class and you had a great time. This is different. This is lights, camera, action. It is. You're like, what are the instructors going to wear? There's like a Disney line character moment. The, you know, the people that would greet you when you walk in the door are super hospitable. And it, it, it is just like Disney and you're feeling it and you're waiting to go live. And it's like you're in a studio audience. So it's like Disney meets full house set and you're in the audience. <laughs> I love and, that. And you're just you know what I mean? You're just like, what the hell is going on? I don't know what I just did, but it was freaking awesome. I understand seriously everything that you're saying. I felt <laughs> the same exact way. And and all of the staff that was there from the people, like you said, that greeted you at the door to the camera people to the people taking your picture after were just incredible. I'm like, how do you, where did you find these people from? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And a lot of them came from 23rd Street, which is I love that. I love that they oh, have stuck great. around. There's been, um, I would say, at least five of them, maybe maybe more, that that stuck it through from switching from studio to studio and have seen the brand progress from it being so. Like I remember when there was Cody classes, and there the class wasn't full. I, I remember those days, you know. So they've seen that too, and for them to not change and to still have that is just beautiful. Because now it's insane to try to get into yeah. a class, which we'll talk about as well. All right. Let's get back quickly to your mm-hmm. account. Did you think that your account would reach this many people? I know you said you had, you know, only a few followers to start with, but did you think that you would be at almost 100,000 followers? Yeah. You know, honestly, I did not think it was good. I thought maybe it would just be something fun with like local people that I knew and something like that. But I, I did not expect it to grow the way that it did, which is pretty remarkable. Um, and I'm, you know, I never even had a, a number in my head. Like I said, I was always just like, who can come on here and just talk to me? I'm bored. Let's, let's, let's make, you know, laughs and, and do things like that. So as it grew, I was, I was shocked. I was like, wow, this is, this is something. This is pretty incredible to see to see it flourish like this for sure. And with the growth, how do you maintain engagement and participation? And how do you balance that as well with everything else that you're doing in your life? It's, it's pretty tricky. The community, like I said, is super involved. So I get at least a hundred DMs a day about questions: Is your bike down? And 
what what size sports bra were you wearing in this reel and how do I get into the studio so beyond the dms which I always say like I'm a little bit like customer service for Peloton um which I love getting to know people and meet people but beyond that which is my main goal is connection I love to connect everybody as a whole so not just me with one person it's just everybody so I created these um, amazing challenges, monthly challenges a year ago, January, 2022. And, um, we created, well, I created six 10 minute classes to take the first Sunday of the year. So it could be a 10 minute class from Jess King from 2019. And then the next class in the stack of SIP would be a class that was just filmed a week ago from Cody and stack them up and people love it. People, it goes by super quick. Folks add hashtags Moms Peloton or Cardio Bradshaw for folks that aren't moms, and they high-five the heck out of each other. I have different sessions so that folks from all over the world can take it what time, whatever time works best for them. And then people repost on their stories, and they get to know other leaderboard members. And it's just an interesting, beautiful, crazy way to connect on the bike. Again, that goes nowhere. But it's exciting, and people... They'll message me and they'll say, like, my husband knows that the first Sunday of every month, like, it's a mom's Peloton challenge and I'm getting into it. And it's fun. So I love it. I, I'm really proud of the challenges. And I see my I see people that I know from all over the country that are posting it as well. And they're taking it with their friends. And it's something that definitely brings them such joy to have those challenges. Yeah. And that's what I guess my, my next question was gonna be, how do you create them? Do you just randomly choose them? Or is there a, that's do you do, yeah, is there like a dartboard <laughs> that you just kind of throw something at? <laughs> One by Cody. I know, right? That's a great question. So I really work hard on them. And this year they started doing these extra 10 classes where they would skip the warmups. So last year I was really spending a lot of time trying to figure out, okay, what songs flow, what, like, how difficult are the classes? Is it too hard? I don't want it to be too hard. I want it to be fun for people. Um, is there a good instructor diversity? Like, who, who am I having? Who did I put in last month? And, and that kind of stuff. But now they have these extra 10 classes, which are really attractive because the whole point of the stack is to kind of keep it moving. So for me, I love the extra 10s because they skip the warm-ups. So if it's class number three out of six, there's no warm-up. And it's an extra 10 class and it gets right into it. So I will say that it's gotten easier for me because I've been more so getting into that. But I still love to throw in a class from 2019 or 2018 because I want new Peloton members to see what it was like back in the day and to see the instructors change because they've morphed into, you know, they're different. It's 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 life and people change and their lives have completely taken a 180. I actually originally found out about Peloton. Robin was on, I ran the New York City Marathon in I think 2016 and 2017. And when I would do long runs, I would listen to podcasts and the Rich Roll podcast was one of them. And Robin was on it a while back, probably like 2015. And she's talking about this bike that goes kind of nowhere and I'm like I don't what what is the point of this as I'm running and she talked about her whole story and everything and then I was actually in Sea Isle one night at at the sandbar and my friend his fiance was there and she's talking about Peloton and I'm like I I heard a podcast years ago and I don't understand it and she's like no there's so much more to it there's all yeah. these classes and um, you can do lifting and you can do running. And that's kind of how 
I had originally found it and just to see how much it's progressed from Robin's original podcast that I heard where it was just the bike then to know there's other classes and now they just put the rower out and it's just become this crazy huge yeah huge yeah it's it's wild to see everything change and I love those classes I love classes beyond the bike I love bar strength they used to do cardio dance I think it's still on the platform I remember yeah I'm like where the hell did the cardio dance go that was fun and it kind of like fizzled out but um yeah I mean it's it's incredible and it's cool to hear how people found it and you know with Robin on that podcast I would love to hear that I'll find it and I'll send it to you because it was a long long time ago and I was like what is this? But I like her yeah. and I like the, yeah. her energy. I liked her from the beginnings. So you just said you create the challenges. Now, how about the memes? Do you create all your memes? How do you find the creativity for that? I love them. They're so fun. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I do. I create all the memes. Um, my husband calls it meme creation because I'll be like, okay, please give me like 15, 20 minutes because I'll get these ideas in my head. Usually when I'm on a ride, someone will say something and they'll trigger me. Like two days ago, I put up the Whitney Houston singing like when you're happily married, but a Peloton song hits and it's like me angry on the bike when I'm truly happy in my marriage. And it just was like how I felt and I was doing that on the bike. So yes, I create all the memes. Um, my brain is definitely not normal how I work at all. And in person, like, I'm very humorous. I'm constantly making jokes. I grew up in a household that I guess, like, I don't know if it's healthy or not, but everyone's cracking jokes. On my mom's side and my dad's side, we're sarcastic. We are just, are just like that. So for me, I, um, I find it easy to make the memes. And the instructors give me a lot of content because they're so silly. And it's fun to make fun of the brand. Like, when they were going through the Sex and the City saga where the main character died on the bike, spoiler alert, but when the main character died, I was like, I'm taking this and running with it because it's crazy. They can do nothing about it, but I'm having fun with it. And you got to laugh at things like that. So it's it's a constant, uh, you know, I'm constantly thinking about, okay, what's going on now and, and what's in the Peloton news and morphing it into humor. So I love it. It is. And they do. The instructors do give so much. In every class that I take, I feel as though I can take something that the instructor said, whether it's hilarious or motivating. And so that's such a good Uh idea, you know, to turn them into the memes. So do you have anyone particular that you can think of in the community that you really helped through your platform? Because that's something that as an influencer that you can definitely do as you reach so many people. Yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting ride because of course, like when I created the community, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that happening. Um, But one that really sticks out in my mind is this past summer, I put up a tweet of mine that said, I wish there was an instructor that was a size 12, gray hair, wrinkled, like instructor, like a real instructor, just someone that looks like me with mascara from a day ago, dry shampoo in her hair, put that up. And I didn't realize like how many people felt insecure and were like, oh my gosh, like I totally agree with you. And yes, like that would be great. And then CDE, Christine Derrickle was like, wrote on under the post and was like, guys, I am that, like I am right now I'm at my fitness, but like I am that person. And I was like, whoa. And, and people were like loving that, that she said that. And she, she put other, you know, super motivating. She's just like a mastermind. She put I love super her. motivating words below it. Yeah, she's amazing. And then she DM'd me and was like, 
hey, that really got to me. And I want you all to feel inspired and feel that there is someone on the bike. And I want you to really step into your comfort zone. And I don't want anyone to feel insecure or, or like that at all. So I'm going to do a ride and it's going to be for the Moms Peloton community and have your community send me inspiring songs that inspire them on and off the bike. And we're going to do a ride. I love and that. And I was oh like, gosh, I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, what, how, what? And, and that was just me being like sick of seeing perfection because I'm not perfection. I have stretch right. marks and I'm 25 pounds, you know, overweight from my baby and this and that. And, um, so I, I was like, guys, she's going to do a ride, send the songs. And I sent her the top songs. She put them all on the ride and it was so motivating. It's so moving. And I was crying on the bike. She just delivered. And I feel like that helped people. That's that right. Yeah. And doing moms of Peloton, that's how so many moms are either five, 10 years out of having kids and they've just never gotten back to that pre baby weight or they're postpartum and they're trying to get to that pre baby weight and having that. Oh, that's like, I have chills. That's amazing. You'll have to send me, which I'll post the link for that in the show notes. And definitely. Oh yeah. It was so incredible. So I, while I don't have a story that truly helped someone beyond getting in the studio <laughs> with those little tips, yeah. but that was my big, my big win and makes it so worth it for me because it was just beautiful and everyone connected. And I know people that have taken that ride so many times. So I'm so thankful for Christine and for what she did for us. I love that. Even if they didn't directly reach out to you and say it, you clearly helped thousands of women for that specifically. Has working in event planning helped you run the successful Peloton online community? How have they crossed paths and how you're doing it all? I think that's a that's a great question. I think with what I do for work, I'm super organized and I know how to communicate with people because I work with all different types of folks and the community is all different types of people. So being able to kind of navigate those waters and learn what makes people tick and, and makes people engaged and wanting to comment to start those conversations, I think has been interesting for me. And I, I think it has a lot to do with whether I'm dealing with a CEO of a multi-million dollar company or I'm dealing with someone who is it's their first job out of school and they've never done events and I'm kind of trying to help them. It's the same thing with Peloton. So it's like, we have the OGs, we have the newbies, let's make it so that everyone's on one page and and deliver and having a good time. So I think that being a good communicator has helped me for sure. You couldn't have described that better. It's so true. And that's just in the world when you meet people, you're going to meet all different people and being able to read people is Mm -hmm. such a great quality to have and to understand how you have to adjust your conversation to everyone. How do you envision the community growing and evolving in the future? I think that's, that's an interesting one because I usually, I'm always a future thinker, but with mom's Peloton, I'm like living, I always live in the now because it's just, oh, there's always something each day. I don't know. I, I would love for it to continue to be engaging and to grow. And like I said, to host events and to somehow get maybe like more Instagram lives with instructors or with 
um, moms that are, you know, real moms and have like weekly chats. I, I really, that's been my goal is like, how can I have more of like a chat, a live chat without it just being me and someone else? I, I that's my biggest challenge. And one of my goals to like get these fireside conversations going and I haven't figured it out just yet, but I would say that's my, my big goal too. I love that more connection, the better. Mm-hmm. And ha- was there something specific that made your account grow that large or was it just kind of sporadic? I think at first I did a reel that kind of clicked with people and made people laugh was my Moira Rose impression. <laughs> and I think that that a few uh, accounts on Instagram posted that. So that's spiked it a bit in the community. But what really drove it home was when Cody was on Dancing with the Stars. So when he was on Dancing with the Stars, I was getting DMs from people from Canada, from the UK, and they were like, I can't see Cody. I'm so upset. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stream this. And I, I think it's probably illegal to do from my phone. <laughs> so if you're listening, please don't come after me. But no, I streamed it. And I would sit in my bedroom, stream the whole episode on my phone, and have a live feed going of people all over. Because... Dance with the stars, you need to see the other stars. So we of can course. tell like, how he's doing. So I would stream it. And then when the commercials would go, I'd flip on the light. I'm like laughing right now because it's like so ridiculous looking back at like for the people that were on there with me, we had so much fun. But I would click my light back on, I'd flip the phone back over, and I'd be like, all right, guys, what do you think? And people would be like, you know, like going on and on. And I, I would love die. That. And that's, I think, where I first started creating these connections and having these, these people just like, you know, not people, but amazing humans that are cracking me up. And one woman, Julie Frick, she's a a teacher. And I call her Lieutenant Frick because we were like, we're sons of Cody and Ray, you know, we're biker chicks and bros. And she was like, I'm the lieutenant. I mean, that's just stupid, silly things that I would just, I'd never have. And my husband would come in, plug my phone in and get me a water. And it was, just, you know, it's two hours, two hour show. Yeah. So, I love, oh my gosh. And it's, I mean, similar to the bike connecting on it. It's just, mm-hmm. you're all just sitting where you are, but you all feel as though you're together. Oh um, yeah. People would be at gymnastics practice or they would be like, I'm, I'm out with clients right now, but I just wanted to hop on. And then it was just Oh my gosh. I don't think I realized that. That's amazing. Last question for your moms of Peloton. What advice do you have for someone looking to create their own online fitness community? I would say to be true to yourself and to be authentic because I, I think at first I was a little nervous to be myself and to speak in, in my Melissa ways and humor and and not use correct grammar and just kind of like be all over the place. But I, at then I realized like this is my true self and to do something that you're passionate about and to ride with it and to enjoy it. Because if you don't, then it's it's going to be hard to keep it keep up with it. So that would be my tip is to be authentic and to speak upon what you are passionate about. And I love that about your account too, because it's not, not that it's not aesthetically pleasing, but you see yeah. these influencers with the perfect background and this and that and yours is filled with just happiness and joy Mm -hmm. and you and that's what people want to see and that's why people love your account so much so that's such good advice no time for that I'm like yeah no we're not we're not doing it and then sometimes when I write the captions I'm like hmm this is a little bit much but I don't really care I'm doing it yeah that's that is there's so many influencers that you'll see oh their real life is way different than what they're showing or portraying Mm -hmm. and that's something 
on my account too that I try. I'm just like, whatever's happening during the day, like, let's just post it. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, then you don't have to follow along and enjoy what you want to enjoy. But especially for moms, it's important to see the imperfections of everyone and seeing that you're relatable, which is great. You do such a good job of that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so let's get into just regular Peloton life. You said you started Peloton in 2015, and mm-hmm. how did you get interested in it to begin with? Yeah, so Peloton Studios was actually a block away from my then workplace. And at the time, SoulCycle was the big to do. I mean, it was just the New York thing. Like, you weren't cool unless you did SoulCycle. And I took one class, and I just didn't feel welcome. Like I didn't feel pretty enough. I didn't feel rich enough. I just didn't feel it. And I was like, okay, but I really want a good workout and I enjoy spin. So I saw Peloton and I was like, let me dabble. I went in there and I just felt right at home. And I think that is the cheesiest damn thing ever to be like, I felt right at home. But I was like, great. Like I can come in here with an old college t-shirt and a ponytail that's not perfect and feel good and welcome and not feel judged. And that's really what sparked it. And then I was like, great, I can come here before work. I can come here after work. I just, it just felt like home and was so much better than SoulCycle. And I can say that. <laughs> I love that. And I, um, it's funny because I think I took my first SoulCycle class in 2016 in New York in the Chelsea area. I had come up mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm going to go take SoulCycle. And I kind of left. I was like, I don't get it. I was so yeah. weird. Yeah. And and then yeah. Peloton was, you're right. It's such a different vibe. Mm-hmm. So when totally. did you get your bike at home, your home bike? So I didn't get my home bike because I live in an apartment. I live in the Hoboken area. So it's very urban. I didn't get my bike until 2019. So my husband surprised me on Christmas. I have like the fun, a fun reel on my page about it um, because I couldn't believe it because we don't have room. So my bike is in my daughter's bedroom and it's next to her crib. So I don't ride at night because she's in there. Um, it's hard for me to find time to ride because it's next to her crib. But nonetheless, he surprised me and was like, we're going to make this thing fit because I know how much you love it and you deserve it. And it was one of the best gifts I'd ever gotten. That's amazing. And you do mm-hmm. deserve it. And it has a wonderful view. I just want to talk about your view real quick because every time you post, I'm like, Ugh. but the funniest thing actually that you posted and not to take away from your view, but yeah. I think you you posted about how you could hear your neighbors. You're like, everybody loves the view, but I think it was Wu-Tang or something was playing. And uh-huh. it was, I just, again, love that moment yeah. because you could just post this beautiful overlooking mm-hmm. the city view all the time but when you posted that it did give me such a, a like oh my gosh I love this this is yep. exactly what's happening in her life right now it's not all perfect all the time no, even though so the view is perfect. the view is yeah we love I mean I love where I live like I, I really do I'm super lucky we got this apartment when it was just, they were building the building so it's been a godsend and we are the last apartment on the pier so of course the views are fantastic and wonderful and where the bike is situated is gorgeous with the views but it's an apartment building so my neighbor loves to play basketball so I can hear the basketball and the video that I put up on my story was there's a game room downstairs so every time someone breaks the cue ball with the pool table I hear it and 
through the toilet it literally is like a jail like i think i saw it on oranges and new black where you can like talk to people through the toilet well that's that's me i can hear everything so if you're playing cisco thong song downstairs and having yourself a little 90s party yeah i can hear it i'm dancing to it or i'm ripping my hair out oh my and gosh it's just like it's just what it is and that's why i joke i'm like my neighbors probably hear me like, dancing and singing on the bike or like in general with my daughter and i'm just like oh god this is so not perfect i love but it i had to share i have to share those moments because it's just comical it's just like oh my god that, yeah that really did I was cracking <laughs> up laughing oh, um, god. so what was it like to be a part of the Peloton community before it blew up I know you said getting into Cody's class was a breeze or you know just kind mm-hmm. of being able to walk up to it how tell us about that life because yeah, it's not like yeah, that anymore it's interesting like I said like the classes were not as hard like I as hard to get into so fun little tidbit is that they would have free classes at 11 a.m and they'd be 20 minute classes sometimes they'd be a half an hour sometimes they'd be I think it was mostly 20 minute classes so what I would do I'd be like okay great this is free I'll get in a little workout I can still shower after body shower after and head back to work and it fits within my lunch hour so I would go to those all the time. So I took a ton of free classes from Peloton that I didn't even pay for. I would oh say like eighty percent of the time I was taking these free classes. Free? Yeah, you're like, how like, can I, I fit like, it in? Yeah, like let me do it. And they, so I would literally run there, and sometimes I would run there, put my name on the list, and then run back to the office because it was only a block away. I, I was just crazy. I mean, I was, you know, in my twenties, I had the energy for it. Now I'd be like, oh, forget it. Like, uh, maybe you know, like, I'll go. Maybe not. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> God, I'm at the shower and do that. But then I had the energy. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, And like I said, the classes weren't as full. So you got to know the instructors. I would say like Alex, I definitely got to know because I was taking a lot of his classes. So I would always ride front row. I was definitely like a front row snob, especially when it came to his classes. He was just dancing on the bike more and this and that. And it was interesting because after COVID, when I first saw him, I went live on Instagram and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to remember me. I look different. I just, I don't know. And like, I didn't really approach him and he just kind of walked by and he was so busy and he was like, oh my God. He's like, what's up? Hey. And I'm like, oh, well, that's you amazing. Remember, you know, which is pretty cool. And, and like I said, like, I, I just, I love that, that a lot of them have stayed the same. Um, so I think the connections with the instructors were just more personable and like a gym. It was definitely like that. And the locker rooms weren't as sexy as they are now. They are sexy. You know. (laughs) The Dyson hair dryers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I was dealing with like a Revlon, like unraveling it, plugging it in myself. (laughs) Granted, they, they always had the Malin Gates, which is those, the fancy soaps that they had. They always had that partnership, but it was four showers and you'd have to wait in line and that's what it was. Rough yeah. times, the Peloton. <laughs> the class that I just took, I would spend my lunch hour. It took me five weeks to finally get into a class. And I literally would log in at like 11.15 and I would just keep refreshing. I was on my phone and I was on the computer as well trying to figure out how am I supposed to get into this class. And literally it would turn noon and I'd like yeah. know which class and I'm trying to click. I'm like is there, am I doing something wrong? And then 
the day yeah. I got into Rebecca, I got into Rebecca's hiking class. I there was a disclaimer on. It was probably eleven forty five, and it said all of the classes were sold out. And I'm like, how are the classes already sold out? Because it's eleven forty five. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'm gonna try anyway. I think it was a mistake, and I don't know if other people saw that as well and maybe just gave up or something. But that day that I got into that class was the least expectant day that I thought I was going to actually get in and I'm like "Uh, let me just try and click it and then I did which was worth it was worth using my lunch hour and the stress and I have a new Uh. we have a new girl that's working with us and we have the same lunch and I'm like I'm sorry you probably think I'm absolutely insane because I'd be like sweating and like screaming at the computer screen and like I'm not this crazy I swear I just want to really get into this class well it's just like the frustration and that's why I feel so bad because I get so many messages how do you do it how do you get in I'm like I don't know I haven't been in weeks because I don't have the patience for that and I know I'm going to get frustrated so I'm like nope not dealing not dealing with it but for people that want to come and haven't been able to get in it's so frustrating and I'm happy that they opened up the classes for Thursdays and Mondays so that it gives a little bit more leeway but right. the thing that I have to remind people is like there's only 36 bikes in the studio there's only I think like 10 there's treads. 10 like, treads yeah because yeah, that's what there's mine... not that many and there's so much demand that it's impossible and they're like they need to fix their software it's like I know but it's kind of like they don't even know where to begin with this I don't, I don't even know, know where to because it. when I actually got into the studio that was the thing when they said there was only 10 treadmills in the hiking boot camp that I took I'm like no wonder it was yeah. sold out yeah. immediately. And I, d- I don't know what the answer is for it either, but yeah. <laughs> I know people are so frustrated. With I know. All right. So everybody needs to ask when they're part of Peloton, who is your favorite instructor and why? Mm, I know, right? And I love asking that for people. That's like my favorite go-to question because I think it tells a lot about a person in a weird way, but it does. I agree. It does because it's, each instructor has their own vibe, so you're uh-huh. kind of like, okay, what well, kind of vibe? Yeah, what do you like? Do you like to just have fun? Or are you into Intense. it? Yeah, it's hard. But I final answer because everyone's like, it's like asking who's your favorite kid. It's like, okay, but then you have one. Then you have a favorite. There's a, always a favorite. It's just life. So my favorite would have to be Robin Arzan. She was my first class that I ever took. She is just such a badass. And to me, she's my therapist on the bike. I need to be yelled at. I need to be barked at. I need reassurance. I need all of that intensity in my life because I'm an intense person. Like while I'm very humorous internally, I'm very intense. So I absolutely love her. I'm also a wackadoo and love Tabata classes. So, do you oh love also God. when she comes on in yellow in any of her classes? Oh <laughs> I love it. I'm like, even on the thumbnails, I'm like, yellow, boop, take it. Yep, take. save, like, save, you yeah. Know, yeah, so I, I think that she's a great inspiration for mothers. Um, she has an incredible story. And I I just have all good things to say about Robin. Yeah. Robin. And I saw that you were at one of her book debuts. How was that? How did you get invited to that? How, what was the experience for that like? Yeah, that was incredible. So Peloton has these events and they invite select folks to the events. I was selected. I don't know how they select folks because people were in there from California, from all over. 
I don't know. I think maybe it's based on like who you take the most. That's my that's my personal theory. It's I don't know. I haven't it hasn't been confirmed by Peloton Corporate, but that's what I think. So um, that event was fantastic because I I said to a few people I think that they're going to have a few moms. I didn't think they were going to have the entire all the Peloton moms there besides Selena. But I was like, I bet you they're going to have Jess King or Anna Greenberg or Chelsea or. Um, Bex, I bet you it'll be one or two. And then when they all came out with their kids, so I was cool. Like, I literally was like, my hormones can't take this. Yeah. I, I, I literally, I can't take this. And then Rebecca Kennedy was there and Jess Sims was there and they were holding the kids while the moms were talking. And I was just like, this is so awesome that they pulled this off because they're all super busy. Of course. And with kids, it's like nap times and, yeah. you know, that's so hard. How do you so schedule hard. all that? Yeah, so I thought that was just so amazing and wonderful, and it was really great because I met so many people from the Moms Peloton community, and we went out for drinks after and connected and was really great. So it was one of the best days I've had in 2023. Do you have any of the other instructors' books? Have, Have you gotten any of them? Yeah, so I have Tunde's book and Robin's book, Shut Up and Run, but beyond the children's books that I have for my daughter, but the Shut Up and Run, I definitely recommend both books, Tunde's book too. I actually just asked folks what they would recommend for an inspirational book. I love self-help, self-development. Yeah. Yeah. And some people said Tunde's book. While it's not like self-help, it's just- A great story. inspiring. Yeah. So I, and Tunde's my girl too. She's- She's amazing. I did, when I was pregnant with my son, I did her arm challenge was like the one thing that I just, I'm like, I need to keep consistent with something and this is Mm -hmm. achievable. So I did- her all through my pregnancy I did her arm challenge which was just such a I mean it was so difficult even though the classes are short but it was really yeah I love her and that was I hadn't really taken a lot of her classes before and I just fell in love I I, like any class I can take of hers I take because she's just amazing so good and she's so amazing in person and she uh, people were like do the instructors really work out when you're in the studio and it's like Tunde does girl has like sweat dripping off her hands. Like, yeah. I mean, she's I love that. I do always love that. Like you can see her sweat glistening in her workouts. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're sweating just like, like me. Yeah. So how do you think Peloton has impacted your fitness routine? Do you do anything else outside of Peloton or is that just your main workouts or, and how has it impacted yeah. you with your So Peloton life? is my main cup of tea. They have everything on the platform. Again, I sound like a super salesperson. I don't get paid by Peloton (laughs) a single cent. But they have everything I need. I've just gotten so used to working out at home that I'm like, why would I alter my life to meet a studio's time for a bar class and be like, oh, I got to get there by two and I have to leave my house by one thirty, and then if I miss it, then they're not gonna, you know, they're gonna give away my spot. all of that extra stress just isn't worth it for me. And I enjoy working out in my pajamas. I like that. I'm I like not in, wearing yeah. a sports bra sometimes. But <laughs> yes, give that to me. Like, I don't want to look put together. I'm just, I'm too busy for it. So for me, I do a ton of bar. I love, right now, I'm really into walking. I love the outdoor content. I course, love the their outdoor content. Yep. And that was another the thing. Postpartum, the outdoor walks were so helpful for me because... I so badly wanted to be working out, but you can't, obviously. And so doing the outdoor walks was such a good compromise because, like, 
okay, go faster or pick up your speed. Oh. And you're like, oh. I'm like pushing the like, bassinet. I'm like, okay, I'm going faster. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and that's why I like, I have to remind people because like, oh, just the bike and board. Well, there's so much other there really you can is. do and um, get outside and, you know, get some fresh air. And I take tread classes the, I outdoors. love the tread. Oh, yeah. That's such a good like, idea. I, and people are like, wait, what do you do? Like, someone messaged me the other day, like, what do you do? I was like, I love Adrian. I'll love hop him. on a tread class and I'll walk to work and not run, even though it's a running class. Right. You can while just. While it's not like perfect, you just listen to the music, listen to him. When he says push, I walk You faster. just walk faster. Oh my gosh. I and need to do that. That's so smart. I even, I, I have a gym in my building and sometimes I'll put like a cycling class on while I'm on the Stairmaster and it's just like oh. listening to your friends talk and this and that. And then when they say push, I just bump up the Stairmaster and modify it to what works. But again, it's like, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not leaving my area. I'm just modifying using the content that they have in another way. And I know it's hard for some people because they really need to just focus Go. on what they're saying and right. how they're doing it. And it's like, for me, I'm like, I'm just going to make this work to my advantage. I love that. Do you have a favorite Peloton bike add-on? Yeah, I have two. So I always say a bike seat cover. Now, some people will say bike seat can make you like your knees hurt. I'm sorry, but it saves my ass, literally. And I'm like, I'm not giving this up. Like, I am all about the bike seat. I love, I have a gust grip. Um, a woman in the community created this towel that wraps around the handlebars. And some people are like, well, why would you need that? My hands get sweaty. And the handlebars get gross. Ooh, yeah, and right. be- before I had that, and even at the studios back in the day, they give you towels, and I'd be like, can I have two? One for my face, one for the handlebars, because <laughs> I just, I can't with feeling like that. So those are my two go-tos. And then also, I have the original bike. I love the pivot. The pivot. So, yeah, the hardware that makes mm-hmm. the screen swivel. Otherwise, my screen wouldn't swivel. I'm tall. I'm 5'10". I like to tilt it up when I'm at the of the saddle. I'm like constant. I'm like a truck driver on that bike. I'm like moving this, moving that mirror, trucking oh this, gosh. doing that, blah, blah, blah. So for me, those would be my three go-tos. Now, do you make your husband change the bike back to your level when he gets off? Or <laughs> so the poor, the poor guy. And if he's listening to this, I, I feel bad because I'm calling him out. But like, <laughs> I, I just never told him. Like, I'm, my, I'm all leg. He's six one, and his bike height is at twenty five. Mine's at twenty eight. Oh, but like wow. I never. Okay. Yeah, I never switched it back and forth for him. So, like, the other day he took a class, and I was like, I came back, and I saw the bike was at 28, and I'm like, how'd you do? And he was like, uh, fine. I was like, did you feel a little off? It's like, a little bit. I'm like, shit, I forgot to tell you, you're at 20. I never told him. So I was like, okay, so you're, you're because you're all tour, so you're, you know, farther down than me. And so we're going to have to, like, somehow come up with, like, a systematic way of doing that. Yeah. it's My husband is 6'1", and I'm at 19, and his is obviously, oh like, what he's in the higher 20s, and anytime I come down in the morning and it's at his, it's, it's like, such a stupid annoyance. I'm like, ugh, I have to uh-huh. move the seat down. Right? <laughs> and I wish they came out with, like, an easier way for the seat to go down, because I'm, like, majiggering it. Yeah. Like, 
And then you gotta like sometimes you get when you like tighten it and everything. It took me a while to figure out that when the uh, little like knob thing isn't the right way, you could just like pull it out and kind of spin it rather than trying to yep. maneuver it. But that took me literally like months to figure right. out. Yep. So, what is your motivation for riding regularly or walking or any using any of the platform? So I am all about mental health, and for me, it gives me a sense of just release and I'm able to breathe and able to take it a second away from my crazy days and just have a moment to myself. So it's like, okay, I could be sitting on the couch, not getting any endorphins, not feeling like I did anything, or I can just do 10 minutes, do 15 minutes. And like, once I do the 10 minutes, then I pop on another 10 minute class. And that just keeps me going, keeps me motivated. But I would say the number one thing is just mental clarity. And I need it every day. It's like a meeting for me for my brain. Yeah. And I, that's the thing I do love that they have, you can do five minutes, you can do 10 minutes, you can do 45 minutes, and you have whatever time you have to use. So that's I do a lot of the 15 minute classes on my lunch break. And it's just so nice to just fit that in for whatever. So have you met any real life Peloton friends from your account? Yes, I have. I've met numerous people, which have been amazing. Like I said, this community is so awesome. So many walks of life. But I did meet my, I call her my Pilo bestie. Again, I sound so cheesy. You're not. She is my Pilo bestie, Shannon. We met online on Instagram for the account. And we rode together. We rode with our babies in swings. I never met her. She's from North Carolina, originally from New York. We text every day, talk all the time. She was like on my level of intensity when we were like, all right, like, let's do this. And we both just got so into it. And she would pick a class or I would pick a class and we'd go back and forth. And then she decided that like, yeah, let's, let's, I'll come to New York. Let's go to the studios together. We're like, great. So we, we had this whole pillow honeymoon where we went out to a fancy restaurant and we wined and dined and we had the best time at the studio. We didn't get into a class together, but just to be together and to have fun, we didn't even care and for her to, you know, just we experienced New York together. She got to be my husband, my daughter. It was so special. And I just, I know I'll be friends with her forever. That's so amazing. So do you have any tips for someone who's just starting out with Peloton? I think that my biggest tip would be to not put pressure on yourself and to not feel as though you need to keep up with the instructor's cues. I think that that's a big part of it. You're gonna, you'll get there and and everyone has a different journey and threshold and, and whatnot. So I would say don't put too much pressure on yourself and also pick classes based on music. I think that a lot of people are like, oh, well, so many people love X instructor or Z instructor. And it's like, okay, you'll find your instructor, but first just go for the music so that you get into it. And then, you know, everyone has their own cup of tea. Some people like instructors that talk a lot. Some people don't. Some people like, like your husband, Sam Yo. Yes, Yo. Like different vibe than you're getting with Just King. So find, you know, take a few five, 10 minute classes with instructors do you know based on music and don't get put too much pressure on yourself I think that is so important because there are so many amazing instructors but not everybody is going to like the same one so you are moms of Peloton which obviously fits perfectly in with my fitness and motherhood so let's kind of pivot to talk about mom life you have one daughter 
do you want to talk about her for a moment? Yeah, my girl, Madalena. Um, yep, my daughter is almost two and a half. She is a little character and very funny. She loves Harry Styles and pizza parties. She talks like she's from the Bronx. She's like, Howie, Howie. She's like a, like an old lady from the Bronx calling her husband for Harry Styles. Um, she is a piece of work, love her to death, and I'm so grateful for a healthy, happy little girl. I love it. And we just found out that we were pregnant and had our babies basically right around the same time. So having those COVID babies, they are wild children. <laughs> They're their own breed. They They're really are. Like, you know, the graduating class of COVID children of of mayhem. It was definitely a wild time just trying to figure out. And it's, it's very interesting because I just had my second in June and I am so glad that the first was COVID baby and we had no idea exactly like what we were supposed to expect. Like people who had babies before me were like, oh, I feel so bad for you because you're missing out on all this stuff. And I don't know how you felt about it. I mean, there was some stuff that you definitely recognized probably that you missed out on. But when we had my son this past June, I was like, what the heck? This is like a a normal postpartum. I can bring him out. We can go places. I can Uh have people visits. But I felt like with my daughter, everything's I don't know. It was kind of nice and cozy to have a baby in the winter. I don't know how you felt about that. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I, I, I again, like, I didn't, what doesn't kill you, you know, what you don't know will sure. kill you. So for me, I felt the same. And I was really miserable during pregnancy. I was super tired. I gained 65 pounds. I just didn't feel like moving. I was obviously scared of COVID, being so close to New York. My doctor was in New York. My hospital was in New York. Um, It was really weird. And it was weird for my husband not to hear the heartbeat for the first time and not to go to, like, Lamaze class like they do on TV. And Of course. You know what I mean? And, you know, those types of things. So it it was weird. But I actually loved the fact that, like, I didn't have to go to anything pregnant. Like, I was not that pregnant girl that was going to be looking cute in a dress at a wedding. Like, no, I was not going to be on the dance floor doing the electric slide. Like, forget it. So I somewhat loved it. And, you know, I don't know. It was like intimate and and unique. So I'm grateful. I agree. My sister, when I was through my pregnancy, she's like, only you, you would get pregnant and then the world would shut down. So you didn't have to miss anything and you didn't have any sort of FOMO. You just literally were able to not even get off your couch and just enjoy the pregnancy. I'm like, yeah, that, that was definitely an advantage of it. Oh my God, the FOMO for real, because I know that I would have had FOMO, especially with people traveling. And Mm. I was like, oh, your trip got canceled? Oh. I totally connect with that because I was like, if people are traveling while I am pregnant, I am not um, able to like go. go I'm, I'm. I don't. How am I going to be able to do this? And literally, mm-hmm. I was like, everybody's. No one's allowed to do anything. Okay, this is terrible. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Um. All right. So you are a working badass mom. How do you balance your career and motherhood responsibilities? I think. This has been interesting to see myself navigate that. Um, I heard before I had Madalena, I heard Shonda Rhimes. She had a commencement speech. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Went viral. But part of the speech was talking about how to balance motherhood and being, you know, a working mom. And she said, she's like, how do I do it? I don't do it. 
And that hit home for me. She's like, I don't. She's like, if I'm not giving my all at work, then I'm giving my all with my children. And if I'm giving my all with my children, like something is going to fall through the cracks and you can't do everything. So I think like setting myself up for that mentality to be like, okay, when I'm at work, I'm going to give it my all, but you know, I'm not going to be looking at the daycare app, wondering what Madalena is doing. I'm going to stay focused unless obviously there's something wrong. Right. And then when I'm home with her, I'm not answering emails. I'm going to be playing with her. We're going to go to the park and I am not going to get any notifications on my phone. I turn them off. So I segment it and focus on either or, but I try not to let those paths cross because then I can't give one or the other my all. So that's my, my big thing is like one or one or the other. And I think people are like, Oh, we're complained. I'm like, for me, I can't focus. So I got to be all in on one or all on the other. That's great advice for sure. What are the biggest challenges you face with a toddler. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, it was so funny because like you, people are like, oh my God, the, the crazy chews or whatever, terrible chews. And I was like, oh yeah, whatever. And she was good. And then two and a half, I'm like, oh my God. So you're running around with a marker. Like last week I was chasing her around with a marker. She didn't have a diaper on and she's just like stamping everything. And like, I can't catch her. She's so freaking fast. I'm like, oh, they are. Gosh, so they have like jet speed it's like when like the old nintendo and it go the fast speed they're like yeah. like sprint away uh-huh. they hit this they hit the magic star and they're just like <laughs> and they just go like yeah or they like jump on the mushroom and it's just power move yeah that's that's that so toddler life has been interesting but it's also funny like they're just funny little humans that don't have a full conscious brain yet and they're just hysterical so i i enjoy it i love visiting her at school and seeing her little friends and getting to to see all their personalities. I think toddler life is fun. I like it better than newborn stage, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely their oh, the personalities are just hilarious and things that they watching them think and speak is one of the funniest things my husband and I just love it cuz she like will try to make sentences but like yep. doesn't really know the connection a lot of the times and we're like Uh, we just laugh too funny so you said that the peloton is next to the crib so my next question was going to be about having a peloton in your home does it allow for you to have self-care and relaxation but i don't really know if that (laughs) that if that's that's there yeah yeah it's um it's hard and like i said i think if i had a house this would be so much easier because i would jump on the bike after work or before she gets up but that's not the case and i like i said i have a gym in my building but i'm so used to being able to do everything here so i'm pretty lazy and i don't do it um but when i do work out my husband you know it's a team so he'll be like okay let me let me, you shut the door go in there do your thing for half an hour or work out before work or I'll go for a walk during lunch when I'm at work and I'll put on a tread class and walk outside and I make it fit and make it work. But like I said, my thing is every single day, some sort of movement and it's been, it's been good. And in my living room, I'll put on a bar class and I have, I even have my mat right here because this morning I was like, I made it work out and it never happened. And then it just, um, things happen. Yeah. But yeah, but it's like being able to be like to my husband, okay, look, you're going to stay with her. Do not let her go in that room, even though she does. And there's a ton of times where she's sitting on my lap and I'm riding that bike. But that's the beauty in. of it. That is truly the beauty mm-hmm. of having that bike is just being able to maneuver through it all. Yeah. How do you keep yourself organized being mom and mm. working and wife, social stuff? What's your... I know. <laughs> 
What's your what's secret? My, what's, my, what's my secret? There's no, I know there's like, I wish there was a, a secret to it, but um, I'm a huge list maker. And I, like I said, I segment. So in the mornings I'll work out, I'll play with my daughter and then I'll go to work. And then when I come home, I play with my daughter, I cook. And then it's mom's Peloton time. Then it's showtime. So the minute she's down eight o'clock, it is full mom's Peloton answering emails answering DMs, meme creation, like we talked about, doing all of that. So it's like segmenting, creating lists, like, okay, like, what are my top goals today? And and going from there. So it's, my brain is a bit crazy, but uh, <laughs> somehow make it work. Lists, I would die without lists. They are oh, so important. Right? And I don't know how, like, my husband probably has never made a list in his entire <laughs> life. And I'm like, how do you live that yeah. way? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and calendars, too. I'm, I'm the oh, calendar freak. Same, same. I have a an agenda calendar. We have a dry erase one at home. I have my phone. I have one at work. I just have them everywhere. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to forget. It's like yeah. my brain. I'm, gonna, I'm only human. You're only human. You're going to forget and things fall through the cracks. But not if you have a nice calendar to do list, you're good. Love it. Love it. Have you found any additional helpful resources or support networks for working moms? Like I said, and again, I sound like I'm totally brainwashed by Peloton, but there's so many great groups on Facebook that I love. Um, there is official Peloton Moms group. I like Peloton Book Moms. What I'm, is it? Peloton Moms? Are you in that group? Yeah, Peloton Moms Book Club. I, I love. I, I've gotten I, so many good yeah. books from that. I know. So I think that on Facebook, it's been super helpful. I'm in a local mom group here too, which is great to find out what's going on in our neighborhood and and you know certain updates and things like that. So. I know some people don't love Facebook, but I like to just kind of sit in the back and like read all the stuff. And sometimes there's some juicy gossip there that I don't mind uh, dabbling yeah. into if I'm bored. There are some. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, well, it's, the mommy groups. Yeah. That Instagram with the mommy group says, and you know, it gets it gets wild up in there. It does. It's it is so fun. That I also I must follow that one too because I see yeah. them post stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is. Oof. Um, it makes me feel a little bit better right? sometimes. You're like, okay, so I am more on the normal side. Got it. Good. Um, how has your career changed since becoming a mother, if at all? I think it's changed dramatically because being in events, you know, I used to work for a very popular um, hospitality group in New York and I would work office hours and then I would work events and then sometimes I'd work club events and it was long, late hours and now I could just never see myself doing that. Like, right. I, um, no, that's not happening. And, like, I miss my kid. I don't enjoy traveling anymore because I want to be home with her. And I don't really care how if this the hotel is five-star and I'm getting all this fabulous things for free. I'd rather be on my couch eating a bowl of pasta that's cold and, you know, relaxing with my husband while I know my daughter is safe and asleep, you know, in the other room. So I think that my priorities have just shifted and I'm not like who I was. It was work before everything and just not how it is anymore. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So many moms that I talk to how prior to kids that is, you, your world is really surrounded by work and then you have mm-hmm. to kind of, you have this almost like halt where you're like, wait, I have different yeah. priorities now and what do I really want them to be? And it, yeah. it's, you know necessary to 
can't be working weekends and nights and all these hours and going away with the toddler at home. It's just, I mean, and people do. So people do it. Right. Right. But for me, you know, in, in my lifestyle, I just am not attracted to that. Right. That might change as she gets older, but for right now, I'm great. Yeah. You'll never get this time back. What kind of activities or routines do you have with your toddler to bond and connect with them outside of work hours? So we have a membership to the aquarium. She loves herself some fish. She calls every fish Nemo. Um, loves, loves some fish. We are also park addicts. So we have so many parks in this area and, you know, cause we don't have a yard. So it's like apartment life. So parks are where it's at. Um, we go to all the different parks and we travel by train and we'll jump to other ones. So exciting. Yeah. She's pretty, she's pretty savvy in that way. And my parents live up in the country in Northern New Jersey. So we'd love to go up there and go on the lake, go on the boat, do all that outdoorsy stuff. She just went sledding for the first time. Absolutely loved it. Um, so it's nice because we have a little bit of taste of the country. So being outside is up. Like, we love that. We love to be outside today. Right. It's fun. It is. We love to be outside as well. Um, so I saw on your, one of your stories the other day that you are Miss Rachel fans. And <laughs> Willow has a little Miss Rachel University shirt that she has. Like, we just love Miss Rachel. She just came out with her new farm episode uh, yesterday, yep. I think. So how did you come across her? How has it helped your daughter in regards to expanding her language development? I know you said that she had a little bit of a delay did miss mm-hmm. rachel help her at all yep. or yeah which is so funny to me because i was one of those moms that was like no screen time like i'm not gonna have that like i'm gonna be crunchy blah 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 yeah that, that was out the, window. <laughs> out the window like out the window and i found miss rachel from a mommy group and i was like all right let me dabble with this and i'm like okay like when we started i was like this is different this isn't just like coco melon where they're not right. learning it's a literal teacher so madalena calls her teacher 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 and um we put her on i would say every morning our ritual is a bottle on the couch i have my cup of coffee we put on teacher aka miss rachel and we just watch and she loves it and loves her and i think it's awesome that there's someone that is in that realm to take off the load because like at 7 a.m. I'm not going to start singing the wheels on the bus. I'm just not like, it's just not <laughs> happening, you know? So I am grateful for Miss Rachel and she's definitely helped her speech because at first I was like, I don't know if this is resonating with Madalena and like uh, how much it's truly helping her. But then she would whip out different words and I'm like, holy crap, this is not me. I don't say this. Correct. Yeah. And it was before she was even in daycare. So I'm like, oh my God, she's picking this up and she's using the mannerisms and she's, you know, using it. So I am actually going to do a funny spoof on toddlers and Miss Rachel with oh, Peloton. Gosh, I love it's it. coming. It's coming. It's in the pipeline. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be a good one. And I hope that, you know, if she sees it. I don't know if she Pelotons, but I know she exercises and it's important to her. So um, let's hope that, yeah, Miss Rachel University, I need that shirt. Yeah, I'll have to send you the, uh, I think I got it <laughs> off of Amazon. My sister actually sent the link. She's like, you need to get yeah. this for Willow. Yeah. But it, like, the one day Parker was in his little jumper and Willow was, he was doing something and he was laughing and Willow starts saying, you know, again, Parker, but she's using these hand motions and I'm looking at her like, what is she doing right now? And then Miss Rachel comes on the next day and is showing sign language for again. And I was like, oh my gosh, she 
I definitely didn't teach her that. I didn't even know what she was doing. But then I made the connection. Um, and she's just learned so much. And then Parker, the other day, he gets so excited when Miss Rachel comes on. His face like lights up. Aww. And she was teaching waving, and he starts waving back to her. And it's just amazing. She just does so much and it's free resource which is the other thing right. which is amazing so amazing they need that she needs to get paid more on uh i don't know what she gets paid but on youtube i she think she gets paid, paid a decent amount well, I need to <laughs> yeah. so she had like 40, the one video I my husband i go this has been viewed 47 million yeah times. i think she definitely um and yeah i hope i hope she uh she does. She she's deserves it. She's definitely our third parent in this household, uh-huh. for sure. Uh-huh. 100%. Totally. So what do you think you were least prepared for in parenthood? Um, everything. <laughs> um, I, I do. I'm like, damn. Like, even when I was pregnant, I was like, uh, no one told me this was going to suck. Like, right. no one told me this. Like, I feel like I was, like, constantly saying that. I think with parenting – no one told me, like, I, I don't think I was as prepared for how emotionally attached I would feel. And like, there is no way to describe that love. And people say it and you're like, okay, like gimmicky stuff. But then you're like, wait, I have this, there's like this scientific connection between my kid and I never knew love and felt love like this. And you know, so I think I think that's a huge part of it. I also think that people don't tell you how much you're going to change as a person. Like I got pregnant two months after my wedding, and my wedding was like the Super Bowl, and I put way too much stress and energy into it. Granted, I'm an event planner, but well, like, yeah, you kind yeah, of were uh, destined yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, it had to be. It had to be the event that I you know put the most effort into. But like stupid shit would just piss me off, and now I'm like. Pfft. That means nothing to me. And, you know, people don't tell you, like, you're going to, you're going to truly change. And my mom says it best. Like, if I have a friend that is pregnant for the first time and they have a baby, she's like, "Mm." life changes the minute that baby comes out. And it's so different. And you're like, you know, you hear these things before and you're like, okay, but no, it's true. It's just, boom, it's different. Your life is just completely different for forever. Yeah, your priorities, your outlook on and I always say I feel as though I entered this like society of women that, you know, my friends, I was one of the later ones having kids and I'm like, wait, you guys have been doing this for all this time and just surviving, living out here in the world. How did you do this? I and you do, you just do. Everybody just does it. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, I totally agree. It's just such a it's a crazy whirlwind that you enter. <laughs> oh my gosh, for real. What do you think that your parenting style is, if you have one? My parenting style, I would say it's interesting because I thought I was going to be this, like, the, like my husband's super easygoing and just, like, happy-go-lucky type of guy. And I thought that I was going to be the super strict. I mean, granted, she's only two and a half, but, like, I thought I'd be more strict and I'm not. I'm more... I'm more having a relationship with my daughter and I think that communication is huge and to I don't know I, I I don't know what the exact word would be but gentle I guess like millennial parenting where we're like <laughs> trying not to screw our kids up because of how we grew up where it was just like you don't talk about your feelings you don't talk about mental health you just do it and you live and you sit in the back of a car while your mom goes in the bank and 
you know, go through a pack of cigarettes and be derelicts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the world has changed and you're just not going to do that anymore. So like, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about how health is important, mental health, physical health, and like have all of those resources and also implement rules, of course, but just a more, I don't know, crunchy way of living with rules. That's no, yeah, being, I mean, being open and having that line of communication will definitely be so important as she grows older. And that's, we talk about, like, our parents were like, feelings, what feelings? Like, brush that right. under the rug or you'll be fine. And um, it's definitely something that I love that has changed. And there's such, like, a balance of being, am I giving too much, am I being too, like, lenient, but I don't want to mess them up, but... I guess inevitably we probably will probably mess them up in some way, right? (laughs) Well, everyone is a product of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they're going to be screwed up in some regard. But probably in the least regard possible. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think that our generation is doing a good job of that. I agree. You know, we're like the last generation before social media kind of took over and you know, I have siblings that are in their 20s, and it's crazy to see how they were raised and, and whatnot. And, you know, thankfully, I was not in that era. Also, I would have, I don't know if I would have survived it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that having so many resources as a mom nowadays is so helpful into learning, like Dr. Becky, and like, there's so many great, like, little feelings and all of that stuff where they're teaching you, like, you know, stupid things, like, when your toddler's upset, get down on their level because they're not threatened. They're not this, they're that. It's like, huh? Simple little things like that. that who knew? My mom didn't know that. You right. Know, so. And that's, we talk like our moms just had each other to talk to. And it's mm-hmm. in your core network that people weren't doing these things. But we have, we do, we have doctors at our, at our fingertips when we're looking yeah. at the internet and we have all of this information, which is sometimes overwhelming, but right. it's also amazing that we have that. Yeah. So last question, what's one piece of advice that you would give to other parents? One piece of advice that I would give parents is to continue to live your life. So just because you are a parent doesn't mean that you can't go to the Mariah Carey concert by yourself. Doesn't mean that you can, you know, still go out with girlfriends and not feel guilty. I think that you have to give some time to yourself as to who you are and to continue to experience these fun things that life has to offer, whether it's big, small, in the middle, and um, enjoy it because we're only here for a short time. I love that. That is the perfect way to end. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Running Wine Mom podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Melissa, the incredible woman behind Moms of Peloton account. Her dedication to fitness, motherhood, and her career is truly inspiring, and we feel grateful to have had the opportunity to learn from her. As we wrap up, we want to remind you of the importance of taking time for yourself, no matter how busy your schedule may be. As Melissa shared with us, it's essential to prioritize self-care and make fitness part of your daily routine. Whether it's hopping on the Peloton bike, taking a walk with Adrian outside, or simply going for a run, finding ways to move your body and clear your mind can have a profound impact on your overall well-being. We hope you'll join us for our next episode where we will continue to explore the power of fitness, community, and personal growth. In the meantime, be sure to follow Moms of Peloton or hashtag Moms of Peloton on the bike to check out Melissa's inspiring content. Cheers, Melissa. Thank you so much for coming. This was amazing. Uh, I wish I could cheers with you. We'll have to. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much. 
You can find me on Instagram at the running wine mom underscore. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and review the podcast. And I hope everyone has a great week. I will be back next Tuesday.